0: Hawks Live, every Thursday from 7 to 9, live at Snoqualmie Casino. Now, here's your host, Dave Wyman.
1: Welcome back to the Snoqualmie Casino. We're live up here every Thursday night. We'll be doing Hawks Live up here at the Snoqualmie Casino during the football season.
0: Almost th- every Thursday. Thanksgiving. Almost every Thursday. Yeah, We've got not.
1: Thanksgiving. That is oh. correct, Paul. Uh, you don't know who TCU plays, but you knew that we probably wouldn't have a show. <laughs> you know that
0: that was that was it's one of my most nice. embarrassing moments. That's the nice. first mistake I've made in thirty six oh, years my gosh. Uh, all of all football the years coaching. I've been on, playing. That's the
1: first time you've ever flown. Yeah, thank ever. you, thank yeah. you. <laughs> all right. Well, how about if you're that smart, Paul? Yeah, bring how it You on. fix this defense, and it's not Easy. like look. You know, I keep going during the the the, uh, the week on my radio show. I'm like, I have to stop. Go. We're seven and two. Mm-hmm. You know, we're 7-2. And you got, to me, I don't see personnel problems. Uh, I mean, w- we'll see. I think maybe the jury's out on, you know, I don't think they have a bunch of, they're not loaded with pass rushers like the 49ers, but I think they're good up front. I think their linebackers are great. I think they have a couple of players in their defensive backfield that can be great. But I think that maybe the jury's out on them. But really the jury's out on the whole defense because of the number of yards they give up. What would uh, what would be your guys' fix what is the, if, when you look at it, what's the, the biggest priority, I guess I should ask?
0: <sighs> um, well, I guess it depends on do you want more sacks, do you want uh, to get to third down quicker, things like that. If you said, okay, but well, you, you only got a couple things. I, I would fix the, the pass defense, and I would give our, our defensive line more of an opportunity to get to the quarterback. There's a lot of quick passes, and if you allow those quick passes, there's nothing your defensive line can do. So, we got to contest more on first and second down. That's not really our philosophy. Um, and partly is I don't. You
1: see him running more zone on first and second down. Not a lot of man.
0: Uh, uh yeah, and not just that. I see, see us playing off. You know, so we, we do a lot of bail technique, and and so our corners open to the inside, um, and so you can stem them very easily and create slants and seam routes. Mm-hmm. And we don't give a lot of underneath help to them. Um, you know, the old days, we would, we would crowd the inside guys, and we'd say, okay, corners, you, you're on your own, you got to make some plays. Well, that technique right now, and with the ball not coming out really quick, you know, the plays can, can develop a little bit. I'd like to see us play a little bit more contested cover, too. I'd like to play every once in a while some two-man. You know, you got to pick your spots because you play two-man and you got a running quarterback, which they haven't wanted to do, you know, obviously with Lamar Jackson and so stuff. So two-man
1: is you've got everybody manned up underneath yeah. and two safeties over the top yeah. to help the two. Yeah, I've always, when I was playing, uh, when I was coaching high school football, I loved two-man yeah. because you're taking a little bit of a chance manning up. I mean, you're, it's one-on-one, but you got safety help, you know, and cover one is the classic man-to-man. You only got one safety back. Two-man, you got two safeties back. So... Yeah, I I, I kind of like that defense. It's, I'm not it's, saying it's scary because it,
0: it's hard to stop the run. If you got a running quarterback and he breaks the quarter or the, the the pocket, you got your whole defense with their back to the football and and you know Lamar Jackson and and guys who can run. That, Russell. That, that's a that's a challenge. Russell
1: did that against Cleveland,
0: Dave. It, but if you said I, if there's one defense, I just don't see that much anymore. It's it's our old Cover Eleven. And where I would bring the backside safety down away from the two or three wide receiver set. That way I'm helping with the slant route on the weak side. And I'm helping with the crossing routes along the way. So you got a guy who's kind of playing in a zone. Everybody else is playing tight man to man. You still got free safety help along the way. Um, I used to like it where I ran a double um, both safeties would come down, particularly in the red zone, and you've got them zoned up between in between the numbers and the hash. Mm-hmm. And so it, it buys time for your coverage, and it buys time for your defensive line to get to the quarterback. Um, we play very vanilla. It's very vanilla. Now, look, we're 7-2, and two, so it's hard to say. It's, I get the bend and the frustration, and we're giving up yards, but we're 7-2. and two, And right. I think we are going to make some change. I think we're playing some teams now. I don't know if Pete's holding anything back, but I, I, they're going to make adjustments. And I think the bye week coming up, you'll see a few more adjustments to the, to the scheme.
2: Yeah, if I were to do anything, I would confuse the quarterback in the pre-snap. Right now, yeah. as a quarterback, you look at the defense – what you see is what you're gonna yep. get. There's nothing going on that's gonna make him drop back and change his perception of the coverage. You can play your bell, play your bell, start deep, then press, then bell. You can you can press them for a minute, then get out of there. You know, you can still get the guys to the spot you want to get them to, but make the quarterback work pre-snap. And that's that's all I wanna see. I get their philosophy, I get they want to keep everything in front but you're making life too easy on a quarterback. With the defense we're playing right now, I can look at the left side and say, all right, I got this hitch whenever I want it. All right, I got this slant whenever I want it. I want them to, to walk them up, press them. Look, Quarterback looks at the defense pre-snap. I don't know if I want that. He gets into his drop back. I think I want that, but maybe I'm a little late now because I'm second-guessing myself. Mm-hmm. Just make the QB work mentally pre-snap, and I think they'll be okay. Well,
0: I ask you, Bump. The other thing, we, we do play a lot of base defense, and even when we do match up with five defensive backs, you, we're getting a lot of uh, pre-snap motions, and they're looking to see it's all of a sudden McDougall out wide on a tight end or running back. In that case... It's man, right? If he's inside, we know it's own. Or we'll see Michael Kendricks will line up outside on a, a running back. Oh, we got man. Oh no, now he's inside. So we're get there. They are looking to see immediately what are the Seahawks running. And I was that. So you're you're picking that up then, obviously. Yeah, and, Seaburn, so.
2: and with that, what I would do is okay. If McDougal's on man on one side, the guy motions over. It. Leave him there. Bump that guy over. So now that's the other safety's responsibility. That's the nickel's responsibility. So you got to disguise some things, and I'm telling you, that's why I I hope I'm right. That's why I think this week we'll see some things that we haven't seen on film yet.
1: Yeah, for me, I mean, you always look at the position that you played, and I look at the linebackers who are really good. And I don't think it's a problem leaving base defense in. But the way they play their zone – It can't be that you're a spot dropper. It can't be that you drop back and you cover an area of grass. You have to crowd receivers, and you need to kind of predict where they're going. Pattern progress, we used to call it, you know. And so there was a couple of examples where the very first play of the game, you know, um, linebacker is supposed to first of all he bit way too hard on play action, and then if you do bite on play action, you have to turn your butt and run back there and get in your zone cuz you got to be 12 15 yards deep and then you got to look up receivers you can't just turn around and look at the quarterback so that happened a number of times and I think there we've seen that there's lots of catches in between the linebackers and the next level in in that sort of 12 to 15 yard you know, they've got to do a better job, I think, uh, there. But, I mean, they'll get it done. These are good linebackers. Yeah. I don't think the answer is just necessarily uh, let's play more nickel. I just think the way they're playing it, they just need to be a little bit you, – you, who said contested? Was that you?
0: Yeah, you've got to contest him. Yeah, You've got you to challenge be, him on first and second right. down. And it
1: doesn't have to be like a am up on the guy's face, man to man, and I'm going to run with him everywhere. But, it, you know, on some of these routes – you know, even if it's a zone, kind of play like a matchup zone. Where I think
2: it's, it's, it's confidence because at some point zone becomes man, right? Yeah. If I have deep third and this guy's running the streak, this is now my guy as guy. a corner. Yeah. You know, if, if I'm covering the flat as an LB, this running back is running to a flat, this is now my guy. So it, I think it comes down to trust and just knowing that if I do what I'm supposed to do, the guys behind me and in front of me are going to do what they're supposed to
0: now do. Now you go watch San Francisco, Dave, because they will spot drop and you can spot drop and you can you can have a 6 or 8 yard drop and play the the shallow crossing routes and and the checkdowns because that ball's coming out so fast with four guys rushing. Mm-hmm. We're we're trying that but the ball's not coming out. So now what happens? We saw it last week. Mike Evans, he's working 15 yards behind the linebackers. Well, they're sitting at 6 to 8 yards kind of what the defense is telling them to do. Well, I can't run that defense anymore if I can't if that ball doesn't come out quickly. So that's the thing where I think they have to make the adjustment and say, okay, I get it, the ball's not coming, so we've got to make a little adjustment. So we're going to have to drop deeper. Or in this case, we're going to play tighter, but we're going to play with cover two where I've got you know two guys over the top helping along the way. So those are the subtle things, I think. And uh, I think they'll do it. They're smart coaches. These guys are not dumb. Yeah. They did not suddenly get dumb. They're not listening to us right now and saying, Oh, that's, that's a good, I good never idea. Of that. No. I always say that.
1: that. You know, I hate to do that because, uh, you know, but when you hear – People say, Well, they should do this. I'm like yeah. I think they already thought of that.
0: <laughs> they're yeah. working it yeah. twenty hours a day. They're watching film right now. Hey, yes. but this is part of being a
1: fan, right? You know, you get to be a coach, you uh yes, you, you know, like you get to complain about your team, even when they're seven and two. Yeah. Sometimes, which is ridiculous, yeah, yeah. but it's horrible. Wrecking. Spoiled. All right. Spoiled up here. Coming up next year. Sorry, folks. You're going to get more coaching. We're going to go <laughs> inside the film room. We'll look at the three of the biggest plays from the Seahawks win over the Buccaneers. That's next here on Hawks Live.
0: Hawks Live every Thursday from 7 to 9 live at Snoqualmie Casino on 710 ESPN Seattle.
1: I want to give a shout out to DJ. Who had to come in uh, and run the board because uh, Brian Schoening's car broke down. Poor Brian. Car broke down. DJ's been uh, working the board for a number of hours now. Welcome back to Hawks Live. Paul Moyer, Michael Bumpus. And what we're going to do now is go through inside the film room, go through some of the biggest plays that the Seahawks made. And we've been talking lots about defense and sacks. And I didn't get to this, but I'll I'll go through it real quick. The sacks, the 15 sacks the Seahawks have had this year, has resulted in four punts, four fumbles, three field goals, two missed field goals, and one end of the game. That was Ziggy Ansah at the very end. So sacks are important. And on this play, third and five at the Seattle 40, uh, they came up with one. Michael Kendricks came up big.
3: The fullback is in the block, a trip set to the right side, here comes the blitz. Winston, ball is tipped up in the air, it's picked up, coming the other way for Chief Green. Hang on to the football, young man, he goes down at the 15. Mike Evans chases him down. The Seahawks force the fumble, Winston coughs it up. Rasheem Green picks it up, takes it all the way to the Tampa Bay 15. The Seahawks are in business again.
1: I love this rush by Michael Kendricks. I mean, he's very low to the ground, but he just gets an inside hand right in the chest of that that offensive tackle. And I think the reason why he was able to move him so, well, it made it look easy. But uh, he got him light on his feet because he thought that he was going to edge rush him, and then all of a sudden just bull rushed him right back into Jameis Winston. Ball comes out, and then Rasheem Green takes off.
2: Yeah, what I like about this play is, is Clowney. is yeah. lined up on the second level. So they're, they're playing uh, uh, a vision game with him. You see Clowney on the, on, on the second level. You know that he's going after the football. Bobby is lined up on the left side. He's rushing. Then Kendrick's is he's outside of the box. And once you get outside of the box, those linemen stop counting for you. They're like, okay, he's no, no longer my responsibility. That's the quarterback's responsibility. So I see a stunt and I see a, a look that this offense probably wasn't ready to defend.
0: They, they run the same blitz uh, the way I was talking about earlier, but with different people in different positions. So Clowney is in a position that Kendricks was earlier, and, and, Clown, er, and Kendricks is where uh, Clowney was in another one. But it's the same type of blitz. And it, here's the weird thing, though. Again, the two guys end up in the same gap. And I'm like, what, what are they trying to accomplish? And, um, but it, it, it Kendricks, my goodness, I mean, he bull rushes a, their left tackle. I mean, he's quick and he's strong for a, a little guy. I was going to say one thing because it was a huge play, big turnover in that game. And, Dave, from point A to point B, what's the quickest way to get there? Straight line. Straight Paul. line. And what we got, happened? Well, he gets the ball about three yards inside the numbers and he starts working his way to the Paul, corner.
1: He's a D-line. I know.
0: And then Mike Evans is coming down. So, remember, wide receivers are on the outside. Let them come get you in the middle. Yeah. Linemen aren't going to find you.
1: You probably remember this, Paul. Um, I didn't have my hands on the ball very many times in the NFL.
0: Yeah. Worst
1: run backs ever. The, uh, the one I ha- I picked off Dan Marino down in Miami, yeah. and it was just Awful. I don't know what I was thinking, what I was doing. Makes, yeah, the uh, football got and all of a sudden uh, just like panicked. Yeah, terrible. That <laughs> was a tight end in high school. I said, and you
0: bet you are a great tight end, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Don't know what to tell you, Dave.
1: All right, coming up next, uh, the next play here, we got DK Metcalf, who is just so not a rookie, but he's good for a 53 yard touchdown. It's a play fake
3: by Russell, who stops, looks, throws backside. Metcalf catches it. Down the sideline. 15, 10, 5. He's in! Touchdown, Seahawks! And if Tampa Bay can do it, the Seahawks can do it one better. From 53, Russell with a beautiful rainbow shot to Metcalf, who ran away from the defense. Jamel Dean was chasing. He was not going to catch the rookie. And the Seahawks back out on top, 33-27.
1: Michael, you'll probably be able to describe this better than anybody, but I just I loved how hard DK Metcalf leaned on Dean. He leaned on him hard and then all of a sudden just took off away from him like a 45-degree angle headed to, uh, to the corner, kind of a corner route there. But that was uh, a great way of getting separation with that big body
2: of his. Yeah, to go off of your point, um, space is bad in route running. When I break at the top of my route or whatever I'm doing, I want you as close to me as possible okay. so you can feel what I'm doing and not see what I'm doing. If if that guy's three yards off of DK and he sees him make that jab step, okay, I see that I can react to it. So now if, if he's – half yard off of me and he feels me make that jab step he has to react to what i'm doing and that's a veteran move right there he got on his toes and smacked him but the thing that impresses me the most about this play design is that there's a receiver outside of tyler lockett i believe is david moore he comes down like he's gonna block or get like a jet sweep or whatnot that makes the safety react and go downhill. We all know that Tyler Lockett loves to run crossing routes. What do you do with crossing routes? You man them up, then you send another guy to collision them. And it all works together. So uh, D-Mo goes in the backfield, grabs a defender, and then Tyler Lockett runs his cross, grabs two defenders. And now you got a one-on-one with DK and number 35. I don't know his name. God bless him. he had a Ooh. tough day. rookie, man.
1: He had a tough day.
2: Rookie on rookie. And now and – now, <laughs> D.K. is allowed to highlight his skill and his knowledge of the game to where he's patient. I know I got this 1-1 one, one match. I'm going to get on his toes. I'm going to jab and make him feel me, and create one or two yards of separation. Now you just get the young man the ball and let him gallop down now the four field.
0: Two, eight, 4 three, speed. Dave, this is how we, we're going to have to get San Francisco. Um, we're going to have to run the ball hard, and then we're going to have to play action just like this. This was impressive by Russell Wilson because he's got a linebacker who sees it late barreling down on him. And he was so calm and cool. He let the play develop, even though he knew there he had to throw the ball at some point or he's going to get hit. But we kept eight guys in blocking. We brought, as you mentioned, a wide receiver in blocking end. We kept Carson on the fake, and he chipped at the end. So we had a, a wide receiver and a running back on both of their ends, kept all the linemen in, you know, two-man route, and, you know, you've got touchdown. And that, that play, those type plays, how we're going to beat San Francisco.
1: Well, and I'll tell you what, Russell did a good job, as NASA Choby pointed out, of looking off the receiver. And he, he also did a pretty good job in the next play, in overtime, second goal. It's the game winner, Jacob Hollister, with a 10-yard pass from Russell Wilson. Russell looks one way, throws the other.
3: Russ takes the shotgun snap, looks, throws inside. Ball is gone, it in the end zone. Seahawks win. Touchdown. Seahawks Jacob Hollister his second score and the Seahawks win in dramatic fashion in overtime here at Century League Field what a game the Seahawks never quit and Russell Wilson has his 31st win in fourth down fourth quarter or overtime as all the players head to the far side to congratulate Jacob Hollister on the game-winning reception.
1: <laughs> I guess Russ didn't exactly look him off, but he did a good job of, like, looking one no, way wise. and kind of... I, I, I wrote that too, His arm slot was, was very, you know, much to the right where his head was going a little bit to the left. But uh, Hollister not only... Did, he had a couple of catches, two touchdowns, and then he also drew a pass interference penalty, which he told us on Monday all about. You know, he saw that it was a, a linebacker, and linebacker could run. It was the guy that ran down Chris Carson. Devin White, I think was yep, his name. Yep. But, um, yeah, he, he knew that the guy was going to panic a little bit, so he choked it down a little bit when the ball was in the air, was able to draw that. So really happy for this kid. You know, he's got a twin brother and he's actually on the practice squad at Tennessee wow. for the Titans and uh, just a football guy through and through. And Same position? I'm sorry. No, he's a wide receiver, actually. Okay. Yeah, his, his brother's a wide receiver. He's a tight end, and really he's on the smaller end, certainly, of tight ends, but he, he runs great routes.
0: You know what's crazy about that play? I mean, you watch it from the sideline. You go, eh, it's just a play. I mean, they really, for Russell to find the one guy that was open, maybe the wide receiver up top to the right, There was some space there, but nothing else. And I'm watching the throw on the sideline. I go, no no big deal. And then you watch it from the end zone, and you watch how much he led him. I mean, he throws it early to give him enough time still to lead him to to create that separation from the safety. And all of a sudden I go, man, that's an unbelievable throw for something that looks so simple from the sideline. Russell is off the charts in his decision-making and accuracy right now.
2: This play right here, <clears throat> this lets me know how much the game is slowed down for Russell. Obviously, yeah. it slows down every year, but you look at this play it lets me know that he knows exactly what he's looking at. He knows that Mike Linebacker's a spy. He, know we, he knows he has man here. He knows if I look this way, that safety's going to go there. This running back's going to take care of the outside linebacker. Hollister should be open. And there's just so much composure in his, his thought process, and he breaks down the defense so fast. Um, it's amazing. And, and it's impressive. This is one of the uh, most beautiful design plays I've seen. It's really simple, but unless you have a quarterback who understands what he's seeing He can make it really difficult. Russell makes it really simple. He
0: could have seen it too late or too early and and read someone else. And you're right. I mean, from the sideline, you go, it's not a big deal. From the end zone, you go, that's actually more complex than you think it is. And he made Mm. it look so simple.
1: Russ having such a good year. He just gets better and better every year. Well, coming up next, uh, our own Paul Gallant. He's going to interview K.J. Wright. And I think they're going to play a soccer video game. FIFA. FIFA. That's what K.J. likes. That's next on Hawks Live.
0: Hawks Live, every Thursday from 7 to 9, live at Snoqualmie Casino on 710 ESPN Seattle.
4: What's going on, everybody? It is Hawk Live Gaming. That is Seahawks (laughs) linebacker KJ Wright. What is up? What is up? I am Paul Gallant. We're about to play a little FIFA 20. Let's do it. I can't believe there's 20 variants of this game out already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, we're at the side select screen. We're playing on an Xbox. I hear you're a PlayStation guy. I'm a
5: PlayStation guy, but there's no excuses. I can do it all. Wow.
4: You're a bigger man than me because I would get really <laughs> mad. I'm more of an Xbox guy than I am a PlayStation guy. Yeah, yeah.
5: Guy. See, it just, it just feels different.
4: This It just feels funny in my hand already. The controllers, man. The, the right, I, I love this setup, how they're like offset. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what it is. So I just moved here from the Central Time Zone. Now I'm on the West Coast. How do you get up so early to watch soccer? Because oh, now, man. if you're watching the foreign soccer, man, you gotta get up. The oh, you do gotta on. get.
5: You do gotta get up early.
4: How early do you typically get up every single day?
5: Uh, I'm at 5:15. 5:15. Get up for 5:15 AM. What's the
4: What's the key to getting out of bed that early? Because I'm doing the morning show now with Danny O'Neill. Our yeah. show starts at seven. I'm like trying to get up at 4:30, but I keep pressing the snooze. The key button. is if you love your job, you'll get up. And if you don't But I love then... sleeping <laughs> hey, I love my job man So I gotta wake up Alright well, Let's get this thing started what's, what's the biggest trick To keeping the body Hanging in there Cold tub Cold tub Cold tub,
5: cold tub. Twice a week How long Ten minutes Ten, Ten minutes? minutes Ten minutes in the cold tub and uh, it does magic for me. So, <laughs>
4: what do you, what do you, what do you do afterwards? Because I imagine you get out, you're shivering.
5: Oh, you cold afterwards. You just take a shower when you get done. Take a shower. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. But the cold top saves the legs. Man.
4: Cold tub. Well, see, I got I got to figure that out. So, like, KJ Wright plays in the NFL. <laughs> I play a little flag football, and right now I'm trying to. I'm tr- My knees are not feeling very good this yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. We played a little game yesterday. <laughs> um, okay. So, you are. Is FIFA your favorite kind of sports game?
5: It used to be. I used to play it all the time in college with my roommate. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm Madden.
4: Madden, okay. i
5: been playing Madden since the early early 90s. Is it weird
4: being in the game now?
5: No, I love it. You love it? Do you <laughs> control yourself it. when you play? No, I'm usually, I am usually control the free safety. I okay. Control, I, control, I control the free safety most of the time. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, so
4: I'm guessing during the days of Earl Thomas, you had a lot of fun yeah, with that yeah, side yeah, yeah. of it. That's awesome. Uh, I typically... Go for one of the defensive linemen. So if I were playing as you guys, I'd be playing a lot as Jadenbian Clowney. Really? Yes. Oh, definitely. So I was covering Clowney with the Houston Texans for a while, and mm-hmm. uh, it was he was a such a such a force there, such a force here too.
5: Uh, I don't know. How I'm going talking. talk will play at the same. It's time. really difficult, isn't it? I don't know yeah. what I'm doing
4: either.
3: <laughs>
4: um. So okay. So Madden. What was your favorite version of Madden? 2011. Madden 11. 2011. Did you did you keep the game?
5: No, no you, gotta, no, you gotta, you gotta,
4: you gotta, you gotta. What were you originally rated?
5: Probably in the low 70s, oh. something like that. I'm disrespectful. They always disrespect me. That's awful. But Uh-oh. uh, Well <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I was on. It was pretty cool.
4: Goal. See, you can you can talk and play yeah. very easily. Look <laughs> yeah. at you with the first goal of the game. Who is the toughest running back that you've gone up against in your career?
5: The toughest is. Uh, the running back from the Atlanta Falcons, the big guy with the big thighs.
4: Uh, I'm going blank right Michael now. Michael Turner. Michael Turner. Michael Turner. Monster. What What was most difficult about him just like trying to bring him down? Cannot,
5: I cannot bring him down to save my life. <laughs> really? I I'll, 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 like bounce off of him. I try to wrap his legs up. I try to hit him high. The dude, the dude is pretty good.
4: Uh, so power running backs are the are the guys that that maybe yeah, you're more concerned yeah. I
5: about. do good with, with the small guys. Mm-hmm.
4: But um, that he he gave us some trouble. The 49ers have like a lot of running backs. It, there's Breda, there's Tevin Coleman, there's mm-hmm. uh, it, you got uh Kyle
5: Uchens coming back, the fullback.
4: Oh yeah. Good. So what, what when you're going up against a good fullback like that, what's the key to making sure that guy is not getting blocking you?
5: Yeah, yeah. Which well, is with fullbacks, you just gotta be physical with him. And um, he's a guy that they use a lot in the passing game and in the run game. Mm-hmm. And so you just gotta set the tone early because gotcha. if you give those guys any. Confidence, they'll just try to attack you all game. Yeah, and so you just gotta set the tone pretty early. What
4: do you think mm-hmm. about Garoppolo?
5: Garoppolo, he's good. He's good. It's it's good to see him out there healthy. You know, having a whole season to um, to prove himself, and he's doing a good job. He's um he's got to get the ball out really quick. He has a great offensive coordinator with a uh, hand. and so um
3: wow. <laughs> Is that a goal? No, it's mine. Oh, you missed it. you oh, missed it. oh
4: come on! All right, we got a little corner here going on here. Uh, so DK Metcalf has mm-hmm. been awesome this season, and yeah. he played at. Is there is there a little rivalry between you two since he went to Ole Miss and you you went to Mississippi State? Yeah, yeah. Uh, not at all. I welcome
5: welcome in with open arms, but the Egg Bowl is coming up. Yeah. Here
4: you guys have anything on the line?
5: We putting some on the line. I don't know what it is, but um, both teams are really bad, oh, so no. um, <laughs> the stakes won't be too high.
4: Uh, so I've always wondered at Mississippi State why 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 so much cowbell. You haven't heard? I, I've, I've never heard. I've honestly, I, I never I never knew why. Yeah, yeah, so back in the
5: day, I guess in the early 1900s, uh-huh. they were playing a football game. <laughs> and I guess a random cow had roamed onto the field. Oh gosh. And Mississippi State had won. And so you- So it's like a lucky cow? It's a lucky cow. And you got the cow and the cowbells. And so they've been having it ever since. They tried to ban it. Like I guess it was a, it was an advantage. But, um,
4: that, that's where it all stemmed from.
5: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: I have no idea what I'm doing right now. Um, uh, just to be perfectly honest. you about to miss. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when did they change the free kick yeah, to this? Yeah. Um... Ah! <sighs> Yikes. This is, this is not, this is not looking so hot for me right now. Okay, so 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 I heard uh, you did you propose to your wife at the Boeing Museum I did you, are you really passionate about planes I'm no, not at all not at all no. <laughs> that's what I would assume no 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 okay so what, what 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 inspired that
5: I so the thing was her her dad was in town her dad lives in Colombia gotcha and, um, no in South America and so they was, they was coming into town and he's a big plane guy
4: okay so it's like,
5: what can I do to make it seem like I wanted to get the family together but yeah. not give it away yeah yeah and um. And so we went to the Boeing factory. Okay. And I, I know, I know the, um, I knew the uh, CEO at the time, and I was like, "Can we just do this?" And he's like, "Oh, by all means." Okay. And so everything went smooth.
4: That's awesome. She said
5: yes, and they, they did like a thing where they dropped down the Willie You Marry Me on the side of the plane. Oh, that's. Sick. And so she saw it. And that's when she, that's when she moved. Is,
4: that the, is that the most nervous before that you've ever been in your life? I was
5: actually good. She claimed that I was acting real weird that day. <laughs> I, I was like, there's no way, because I was, I was pretty smooth. There you go. But she claimed I was acting funny, so. Would
4: you, would you ever fly a plane? Like, yeah. would you, have, uh That's something my dad was really into, mm-hmm. and I am too scared.
5: <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> did, I did the uh, flight simulator. Okay. And that thing feels, it feels real. But yeah, I, I would love to. Ugh.
4: Oh, that was a nice one. Ah! God, I, I got to get the offense going here. You're robbing me like that. This is, this is, I can't, you know, I feel like right now I'm like, Ugh. get out, get out. No, 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 get out, get out. What get out. is my this? My goalie has played amazing. not going to lie. I, I wish I could take credit for it, but that is entirely the computer there. What have you been talking about on your podcast
5: recently? Man, my podcast is called Topic of Discussion. It's with me. Uh, my friend Mike Morgan Okay. and Ali, Ali the Guru. Okay.
4: There we go! 2-0! <sighs> can, can I pull the goalie? Yeah!
5: <laughs> and no, so pretty much we talk about everything. Okay. From relationships to... Okay. We talked about gun control. We talked about um, should athletes be paid, the college experience. We talked about it all. So it's really fun We just did it This off season Awesome We'll pick it back up When the season ends
4: Alright cool What's what's been the trickiest part Of starting a podcast
5: The trickiest part Of starting a podcast Is I think with us We got to um, Think of our topics Way beforehand Because sometimes We just be like all right, we got a topic Right Let's go But yeah And then getting the guests in I want to get some more guests in To come in And and speak with us And so We had some good guys come in Bobby came in Oh awesome The twins came in and um, see, I just want to get more people in. Cool. We brought in a young lady to speak in, speak about relationships, so she got oh a nice, female's perspective. Does she
4: have any? In, I mean, I I know you're married now. Is there yeah, is yeah. there any interesting advice that maybe uh, I, I should be taking into my own uh, life? Yes, yeah, I think with guys, guys just need to be more.
5: What's the word I'm looking for? Authentic and real. Okay. Don't be be honest upfront. Don't be lying to these young ladies. So out tell here. them like right away that I'm
4: a cat dad. Yes. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is this is turning into a body bag game. Okay, three well, new. look uh, clearly this is no rivalry You're way better than me at FIFA yes. But is there anything different playing under the lights and you guys have had a lot of success? Playing under the lights Monday night football or mm-hmm. as we saw earlier this year Thursday any different feel going into the game um,
5: a little, little bit you just know that it's Monday obviously everyone's watching and You know it's a tough opponent and so I say a little bit at the end of the day, when the ball is snapped, it's still football time. You got to run and hit, but but the lead up to the game is more media around it. And so you definitely feel those vibes. But overall, when the ball is snapped, it's go time.
4: All right. Well, uh, KJ just destroyed me. Um, this yeah. was this was awful. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need an <laughs> ice bath after this one because this oh. one really hurts. Uh, he's KJ Wright. KJ, appreciate it, was buddy. was fun, man. This was a lot of fun. Enjoy it, uh, enjoy good it. luck this week. Good luck against the 49ers, and mm-hmm. we'll see, maybe, if the guys can improve to 8-2. Let's do it.
1: Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Thank you, man. Uh, no problem. There they go, Paul Gallant and KJ Wright. I know this about KJ. He's not a cat guy, because uh, Kevin Pierre-Lewis had a cat. He said when he went over to his house one time, he's like, yeah, I saw that cat. I had my eye on that cat the whole time. I don't trust cats. Paul Gallant is a cat guy. I like cats because they kill things.
0: You like cats because your wife is well, a cat lover, that. animal lover, and you have no choice. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, that's actually the truth. It is it, the truth. I don't no, trust cats. But I've cats. learned to love them. You don't trust them either? I don't trust them. KJ doesn't either.
2: You can go out and live your own life for a week and come back. You don't need me that's why i like dogs give me a dog he needs me yeah the cats <laughs> and, they, have, and
1: they move stuff the cats kind of have that uh, i really don't give a bleep about no. you man nah. i'm self-sufficient i can take care of it but it was so funny kj was like yeah i had my eye on that cat the whole night like <laughs> they're not evil man <laughs> all right that was uh entertaining kj such a good dude uh And, uh, well, I'll tell you what, coming up, we're going to do our final thoughts. I don't like giving predictions, but we'll tell you how we think this game is going to go. Paul Moyer, Michael Bumpus, Dave Wyman, that's next on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, every Thursday from 7 to 9, live at Snoqualmie Casino
0: on 710 ESPN Seattle.
1: Welcome back to the Snoqualmie Casino. Michael Bumpus, Paul Moyer, Dave Wyman. Guys, final thoughts going into this game. I, you know, it's funny when the you start talking about it in the beginning. First, you you know kind of go through and do the autopsy on the game before, and then about Tuesday, Wednesday, you start feeling, getting a feeling for this game. And I, I feel like the the longer this week goes, sometimes I get more uptight. Kind of like before Baltimore, I, I felt like, oh man, how are they going to stop this running game? Um, but. You know that 's not like I was one hundred percent this year, but that that 's how the feeling went as the week went on this week i 'm starting to feel more positive, and maybe it 's because there 's so, been so much negativity around the seven and two team. How do you guys feel uh, the, the the outcome what what 's it going to look like on monday night
0: well i as you know the the movie blank or the book blank. Uh, I, I try to do a quick assessment and just say, okay, now let me go analyze it and see what I'm seeing. Is that true or not? And my first thought when I looked at them, San Francisco, I went, wow. I go, they are a problem. And I can't get this vision out of my mind of these four or five defensive linemen just barreling down on people. And the corners and safeties, they're all just sitting there. They're not even backpedaling. They're just waiting for the guys to come to them so that they can jump the pass. And I can't get that vision out of my brain. And and so we cannot get into a second and long, third and long situation. We're going to have to make this very physical football game. They're physical. But they're not physical in the run game defensively. That is their one weakness, and we have got to exploit that. I, it's the Dave, I will say this. In five, six years... It's the first time I've really said, I don't know how we're going to beat them. Mm. Now, I, I, I'm hoping I'm wrong because now I start game plan and I watch the Arizona game. And I go, there's plays to be had. We're going to have to take shots downfield. We're going to have to be patient in the running game. I think we can do some stuff to them defensively. I'm curious to see how that game plan comes up. But I've, we've, we've been in this situation before. We went, mm, this is going to be a tough game for Russell only for Russell to just light it up. He sees it different than we do. But this is the, I think this is one of the toughest games we're going to play in the last four or five years. Mm. I think they're that good up front. I think with they getting D Ford and this Bosa kid, it is, it's a relentless defense that's playing at a super high level. And so I'm really curious to say, can we physically get after him on the line and just say, you know what, here's what we do. We're, th- we may run it 20 times in a row and then we're going to take some shots downfield once we loosen you up. It's it's gonna be a tough game.
2: I'm looking for the break, like where can the Seahawks catch a break? So every day I've been looking at the injury report, who's healthy, who's not healthy, Where? where is there a matchup that these guys can exploit? And when I see D Ford questionable, you know he's going to play, but at least I know, hey, he's banged okay, up. Okay, there, he, maybe feel better. Up. Uh, Britta, questionable. He's going to play. Okay, he's going to play, but, but, but maybe he's banged up. So now I, I look for where's the break going to be, and then when I, when I think of the football game, I look at the emotional part of the game. It's Monday night. They're in San Fran. They have to weather the first wave of the storm. You have to weather the first wave. You can't let the Niners come out and drive the ball down the field, put up seven, and then have the Hawks go three and out. That first half of the first quarter is going to be crucial. Can they find themselves to calm down, execute the offense, and and overcome all of the hype? Because to me, this is the biggest game in the NFL all year you got the 7-2 and two Hawks versus the 8-0 oh 49ers. Uh, the rivalry is renewed. The NFC West is hot right now. So there's a lot of emotion behind this. Get through that first wave, and then it comes down to, okay, who's the better coach team, and then who's going to execute. And I look at this 49er defense, and you talk about Bosa, um, um, Eric Armstead, like all these guys who are making plays. Um, how is Russell going to handle that? How is that O-line going to handle that? Russell was hit 11 times last game, 11 times. And this is the best defensive line these guys are going to see. So keep him upright, find a break somewhere, exploit that matchup, and weather the emotional storm that's inevitable.
0: I'm curious on the emotion, who's, who is more emotional. Because the one thing I did bo- I don't want to say bother, because I heard you the other day, what worries me. The challenge is they play with a lot of emotion, too. Um, I, the ones that, they, I think of their 30 sacks, 24 of them co- have come from the defensive line, yeah. which means they're rushing four guys. Yeah. Ours, we got linebackers and safeties and all over the board. But you can't ever underestimate Pete Carroll, prime time, Russell Wilson, just our physical nature and you know the experience that we have. I can't wait for Monday. I really, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. My gut is... It's going to be a tough game. We're going to have to play a perfect game, and we're capable of doing it.
1: Yeah, well, and also you mentioned Pete Carroll. What are they on primetime? Some ridiculous thing. It's like 27-5-1.
0: 27-5-1. In, on, in primetime since pretty Pete good.
1: Carroll. And then they're also 44-17 and 17, November, December, January in regular season games. So, look, this is a, this is a second half of the season team and then you know i heard a national guy saying that russell wilson has had to come back in what three games four games but that's that's the bonus that's that's a good thing that's a good thing but i know i understand what he's saying because you know the the niners haven't had to do that but you know there's nothing like a a two by four upside the head and if they're able to to give that defense run on them they're not great they're middle of the road as far as run defense goes
0: 4.7 yards per carry i mean that's that's, That's a high number, great. Yeah, you so, know? so I, I I agree, Dave. Yeah, but yeah.
1: I'll tell you this. The thing that I guess bothers me the most, yeah, they have talent, but they're playing together right now. You look at San Francisco, and I guess the one example I would give is their running game. When you watch the runs, they're pretty old school. They're pretty, I don't want to say basic, but, you know, they're, they're, they're plays actually from our era, Paul, from the 80s and 90s. They line up an I, and they run power O, and, bob and all those different things but i saw a running play and and when you freeze it you see a body on a body like everybody's doing their job i was watching the carolina game and one of a blocker goes out and just abuses luke keekly like blocks him up and then just slams him to the ground i'm like man i wonder who's that guy i was expecting to see a guard or a tackle it was george kittle
0: Uh, kittle's a man yeah
1: so i mean We'll see if he's able to play, but uh, just the way they're playing together right now, that's the thing, I guess, that, that concerns me, and that the Seahawks aren't playing together. And yeah. I mean, good enough to be 7-2, and two, but I feel like they have much more potential that uh, if they do play together the way San Francisco is, and look, they're well-coached.
0: They <laughs> are well-coached.
1: So they, they will at some point, and I, I'm waiting to see it, but I'm with you, Paul. I can't, I can't wait to, to watch on Monday, and I think they certainly have a chance to beat them, but oh, I think yeah. everybody else is, you know, and, well, especially around town, I think it's kind of a defense mechanism for fans. They don't want to go too far in on this team, but I say go go all in, man. Put all your chips in and watch this team go down because this would be, if you look at the schedule, it's by far the, it would be the most unlikely win.
0: Oh, yeah. It, yeah.
1: It's there. remember last year, I thought, I don't know if you guys felt this way, but Carolina had won 10 in a row at home going back to the previous year, and, that was a tough trip to make. That was an unlikely win, and they early on they shut the running game down, and then Russell did his magic, and they, you know,
0: well, yeah. and we saw what happened in New England against Baltimore, we went up against a really good football team. I mean, all of a sudden their mystique is over. And if I didn't dislike San Francisco so much, because I do not dislike a team more than San Francisco, just the rivalry, just and it, it goes back to the '80s. You guys never liked them. If I didn't dislike them so much, I would love to watch them. I, I really do, because they are a fun team you to feel watch. feel bad
1: that you like watching
0: Oh, them. man, when they're having fun. They're having fun the right way. It's not even a, a disrespectful way. It's, it's to themselves. It reminds me. I hate doing this, because other teams have brought this up in the past. Oh, it reminds me of the Seahawks in 2013. It reminds me of the of 2013 Seahawks defense. Mm. The way they're just flying around, having fun, making plays, getting after the quarterback. They're really good, and I hope we put a whooping on them.
2: And they're a tough team. There was a play last week where uh, Kittle goes for a block and looks like he hyperextends his knee. Three plays later, they give him the ball. He stiffs, arms the dude, drives him to the ground, dives into the end zone. I'm like, this is a tough football team. And then they score, and the celebration is, is just different. You know, when the Seahawks score, everyone's excited. They do their dance or something, but. When the 49ers scored, it seemed like it was just a release of emotion and everyone was on the same page. And like you said, they're playing together. They are a tight-knit group, and that is a dangerous group. I don't care if you're the best team in the NFL. You're a middle-of-the-road NFL team. If you play together and you get about 45 guys believing in what the heck's going on, you become extremely dangerous.
0: And I truly believe a man that handsome, that pretty, (laughs) like Garoppolo, Cannot truly take it to the promised land. You got to have some <laughs> something negative, right? A hundred million dollars. The best-looking quarterback in the history of the NFL. Oh man. You cannot.
1: Oh, Tom Brady. That's what my wife said
0: about that. <laughs> well, Tom's Tom's nice-looking, but. Garoppolo's you know, at another level, man. That's I'm the, just saying.
1: That's the rumor in New England that Tom wanted him run out of town. Because he, he was too good looking? too, too good looking. See, that's what I mean. Yeah, That's what I mean. He can't wild. win a
0: Super Bowl being that handsome. Because he can't have it all. He no, can't be that handsome. I never won man. a Super Bowl because of that. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right. That's why, I, that's why I didn't win one, huh? That's exactly. why I didn't win one. There that's we why we all haven't all right. won one. You know what, Moyer? I'm going to let you go out on a good note tonight.
1: <laughs> that was well done. Hey, we want to thank everybody. Wow. Our engineer, Brenda Hutchison on the board, DJ Wilder. Of course, Nasa Chobi, our producer, K.J. Wright, Joey Hunt. For Paul Moyer, Michael Bumpus, I'm Dave Wyman, and we'll talk to you in two weeks coming back here to the Snoqualmie Casino on Hawks Live.